We need to demystify the uh, whole data and analytics uh, thing. Welcome to Data and AI Talks Podcast, your guide to the latest in big data and the artificial intelligence industry. Join us as we interview top experts in the field and explore the upcoming world of technology. Tune in and let's talk. More and more companies have great data, only to find out that nobody is using them. Welcome to the podcast Data Hiring Talks. My name is Vincent Spruit and today we talk about data literacy. What is it? And most importantly, why should we care? I invited Oliver Magen, a data culturist currently working for IKEA to help us understand this topic. But first, let me share some highlights from his career. You studied in Switzerland and got your doctor's degree on multicultural management. After a few years of work, you moved to China and stayed there for 14 years in mainly director positions with a strong focus on data analytics. Among others, you were, uh, you were CEO for Asia Analytics and Director Data Analytics for Deloitte. In 2017, you decided Amsterdam was the place to be, and you, and you, uh, and you became Director Analytics and Digital Technology for Henkel, a global manufacturing company with over 30,000 employees. Finally, in 2021, you switched to your current role with IKEA as a Decision Intelligence Manager. Now, you describe yourself in LinkedIn, however, as a data culturist, and I want to thank you for uh, joining me. Thank you, uh, uh, Vincent. It's, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's uh, I, I've been looking forward to this call all week. I, I hear a lot of companies that have the struggle about data literacy and uh, and, and just that the, their employees are not understanding what they can do with it. Data architects make the nicest things or they have the greatest data, but it's not coming alive. But first, what is a data culturist? Sure. So um, when you look at the definition of, of a culturist, right, it, it is somebody who's engaged uh, in a culture. So an advocate of a particular method of uh, cultivating the mind or, or the body. Now, um, when you transport this uh, in the context of data, a data culturist uh, would be someone who is passionate or dedicated to, to the development of a data-driven uh, decision-making mindset. At least uh, that's how I see myself. Uh, it's um, less of a job than of a, of a lifestyle, uh, okay. I would like to say. And, and, and what is, uh, if, if you go deeper into that, what is data culture and what is mm. data literacy? Culture, right? I, I'd have to start with a definition of of, of culture. Uh, so I I studied that very very deeply uh, in in my PhD. And actually, did you know that some of the pioneers um, of multicultural uh, research, right, were actually Dutch? So uh, I'm not um, surprised. Well, uh, you see. Uh, Gerd Hofstede and, and von Strompenaars were two pioneers and, and iconic researchers in that field of, of multicultural uh, multiculturalism and, and uh, a culture as such. Yeah. And Trompenaars uh, actually defined a culture uh, as the way in which a group of people solves problems. Very yeah. nice, crisp, uh, very elegant uh, definition. Of course, there, there are others. Uh, but I like it very much. Um, and if you, uh, again, transport this definition of culture 
uh, into the world of data, then a data culture is nothing else than the way in which a group of people solves problems with data. Yeah. And so you have a whole spectrum of um, possibilities, right? You have uh, people who do not use data at all for solving yeah. problems, right? Uh, based on their experience uh, and their uh, their intuition, right? Uh, or creativity. Uh, and, and there's nothing really wrong with, with that. Uh, on the other hand, uh, on, a, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, you can be very, very data-driven in the way you solve problems, looking at uh, you know, patterns in the data or using machine learning to yeah. make better decisions, etc. And so um, you have different uh, levels of sophistication also. Um, and I think that the uh, data culture kind of uh, is the, yeah, the, the how important data um is in the way you are uh making decisions or thinking of data when making decisions or uh, acting right yeah so and that's and how i would uh, define uh, many, many people are uh some people are using data a little bit of data some people are using data a lot some people are not using it at all but exactly. most people are generating data some way or another uh, if, if they are aware of it or not, even but just by using your cell phone, you're probably generating exactly. data. Exactly. So we are living in a in a in a world uh, where data uh, are being produced um, all day long, right? Uh, yeah. at, at any time, we're always on, right? As consumers, yeah. if you take the bus, if you visit a website, if you buy something online, if you go to the doctor, data are being generated uh, yeah. at, at any moment, right? And, and those um, companies who create this data, I mean, the, the, the companies who engage uh, with their uh, customers, right? Um, own these data in a way. So uh, you'd better uh, fully uh, harvest this, these assets, right? So data literacy is basically that the people in organizations or people in general understand that, that there is data and that it can be used and what the value is of it. Exactly. So uh, to, to just to draw a parallel to, to culture, right? Um, culture is made of, of, you know, of artifacts, uh, of values, uh, of ceremonies, right? But very often the, the, the language, right, is the vehicle of uh, culture. So what would be the Dutch culture without the language, right? Yeah. Or, or the French culture, etc. So you need a language uh, to kind of encapsulate the, some some of these uh, values to to convey the the culture. And so for data culture, the 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 the, the, the language is also data, right? Yeah. And in order to be able to speak and understand uh, that language, you need to be literate, right? So if you want to learn yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to understand the, the, the culture or be part of the culture, you'd better uh, know that language, right? It can be a, a national culture, a corporate culture. It can be a, a, uh, a regional culture, a functional culture, but it's the same with data. So I would say that data literacy is a bit like what you said, the ability to read, understand, 
create and communicate data as uh, information. So data literacy uh, summarizes all the uh, competencies that one individual or, or organization may have when working with data. For example, knowing uh, you know what, what data is, right, or what data are, the different types, the different formats, uh, how to store, uh, how to exploit data, how to interpret and present data, telling stories, you know, on a, on a more sophisticated level, you may uh, think of uh, statistical analyses uh, as, as, a, um, as one form of data literacy, down to uh, deep learning or, or uh, to the application of uh, artificial intelligence, right? So there are different levels uh, of uh, data literacy okay. and, and some people are more sophisticated or more data literate uh, than others. But why, why do we need people to be more data literate? Why would organizations want that and what's in it for them? Well, you 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 uh, mentioned it before, right? Data are, are being created; uh, they are all around uh, us, right? And in my opinion, they um, they constitute fantastic assets, right? Um, and so, for me, the the ability to uh, harvest these data, and in other words, the the data literacy of, of an entire uh, society or organization um, is a competitive advantage, right? So um, if if you're not making good use of your data, uh, you're losing a certain edge because others will be doing it, right? Yeah. So you have native digital companies, right? Uh, like, like Amazon or, or Facebook yeah. or uh, Google. Uh, I would like to say that there are uh, probably uh, very uh, literate, data literate as, as organizations, right? If you yeah. take uh, other uh, companies who are a bit less uh, uh, data literate, they might be threatened, right? Because yeah. they they are not able to fully use uh, these um, these assets. It's a little bit like having a super nice kitchen with the best knives and the best pans, but not don't know how to cook. Exactly, right? And why why have the best stuff? Why uh, have the best uh, ingredients? Uh, abs absolutely, and also there is a certain awareness right of this so so ceos uh, and executives are being educated on the uh, the yeah. use of of data they read about it every day in in the media right but uh, according to um, a survey uh, from the software vendor click right visualization bi yeah. um 82% um, of the respondents believe that greater data literacy give them a stronger uh, professional credibility. So yeah. there is a certain awareness that being data literate can help yourself uh, as an individual to be more credible, but also probably also to um, to make better decisions, right? I mean, people understand uh, the, the value of data and the value of being data literate. But at the same time, the same survey um, said that 24% of, of the respondents, right? So decision makers, managers, etc., only 24% are fully confident in their own data literacy. 
Now, uh, this survey was done in, in uh, 2018, so uh, about uh, five years ago, but I, I'm quite sure that the, the gap uh, between the the perceived value and and one's own uh, level of data literacy is is still quite big, right? So um, you why are do asking... you think that is? Why do you think there's a gap between everybody understands data literacy and between um, they're not being data literate? I I believe that uh, you know it's like when you uh, when you grew up, uh, right? Uh, and you, you, you've made. If you're an executive, for example, you must have made many things uh, right, right? You have your experience, you have certain talent, you have your, your, uh, your charisma, maybe to to lead a company. Uh, you, you, you know your stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but the uh, if, if you think about the ex explosion of uh, of data, right, and and the availability of of data. Um, it's only rather recent, you know, uh, 10, it's been now probably 10 years that we've been talking about the so-called big data, right? You had statistics yeah. and, and BI for, for much longer uh, time than this, but is only recently that, that we are becoming really uh, fully aware of, of uh, data as, as an asset, right? And so, um, you know, sometimes uh, people do not see the necessity or the urgency of uh, developing their data literacy. Um, or maybe, maybe also think they don't know how. They don't know how, right? Uh, they are in their comfort zone. So, uh, yeah. but w one thing I see, right, again and again, is that um, there is a certain myth around uh, data right or uh, around data science and uh, analytics so uh, people i i remember when i was uh, at uh, at henkel right one of the board members uh, came to me and said oh you're the new analytics guy right you must be super smart I have a business background, right? I was good in math and in school, etc. And numbers are my friends, but it's not that I am a genius or, or you know, super smart, right? Maybe you are. It's, you underestimate yourself. That's also what I see with a lot of people. No, I, I don't think so. It's just that you know I'm making this effort of looking in, into yeah. data, and and it takes a bit of changing your mindset. Right. Yeah. I mean, you need to open uh, some data sets and, and look yeah. for trends. It, it takes some effort, but it's like when you want to be literate in 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 a language. Right. Or, or uh, when you're a child, when you learn to, to read, you need practice. You need to yeah. open books. Right. You need to uh, open um, discussions, talk about with people. Exactly. Follow uh, podcasts. Well, for example, yes, exactly. But above all, it's it's about getting your hands dirty, as we say, right? Yeah. Uh, so opening an, a, a table, maybe looking at the data, visualizing it, and by doing so, you will uh, you 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 will be used to uh, to interpreting the data and, and telling story. And it's a fun journey, but it, it takes some kind of um, you know, a uh, leap of faith and getting out of your comfort zone. And, and this is why I think that maybe many people have not seen the urgency or haven't uh, discovered the, the, the fun 
of of data. It is very fun. Uh, I, I think uh, I've seen that with others who are a bit scared of data, but when, when they get into it, they uh, you, you know you you get the gist of it and, and you get addicted uh, to to it. So it's fun. And this is also one of your maybe or not so, so much job, but roles in in uh, currently in IKEA. Maybe do, do you motivate people? to really get into the data to use it more and how do you do that yes so so that's uh, that's one of my uh, mandates right uh, to um, drive the adoption of data in uh, decision making right that's that's what i'm paid for i have uh, other colleagues who are uh, trying to produce the the data assets right because you yeah. could have a lot of um, very sophisticated or data literate users or employees right and they would be extremely disappointed if if the data were, yeah. were not there to to be readily uh, yes to to be readily used uh, right so these colleagues are working on on this and my job is to kind of uh, on the other hand to to motivate them um to to do that so um it's about inspiring them right so uh, develop you developing use cases and, and case studies share them across the the organization okay. and to to show them that you know with this uh, use case we we saved uh, this and that much money or we we were able to uh, grow the, the 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 business grow sales um so you're so, sending like an internal newsletter or something with the use example, cases or you, yeah, yes. you hang it somewhere in the in, in the in the shops and uh, or yeah. you you make workshops so what do you do so th we, we do have a channel right on okay. on sharepoint and and there is a, yeah, a yeah. what you would call an, a newsletter and where we sh we share case studies uh, stuff yeah. that that my team is working on but uh, uh, you know in a large company like uh, like inca or ikea you have also uh, a lot of innovation happening in in the countries right in or in in the stores yeah. and sometimes we get some uh, really cool case studies of um, stuff being done, uh, you know, in a store. There was a story uh, uh, do you about. Do hmm? have data on how many people are, are reading that? Like, uh, because I see a lot of companies, they make like these nice use case and then nobody's reading it because everybody's too busy and they don't find the time to do it. I, I, I am going to read it. I do want to read it, but yeah. then I don't. So, so uh, about 15 minutes before uh, our conversation started, right? I yeah. was looking at the the traffic uh, or the, the viewership of that newsletter, uh, right? So as, as a data-driven guy, I feel obliged uh, of course, yeah. uh, to do that uh, and to analyze the, the, tr the trends. And uh, so we, we see overall a, a stable or, or growing uh, uh, reach, right? So we have more and more uh, co-workers, uh, employees are reading that and, and the appetite for, for for data and for inspiration for learning how uh, data can help uh, their teams or themselves individually is is enormous right okay. so uh, now when you have converted uh, those uh, uh, colleagues right we also need to enable uh, them yeah. so we're working on the, of course we have training right we, we subscribe to to online uh, course libraries uh, and and there is a bit of of uh, data content here and there, but uh, we're also uh, developing an, an upskilling uh, a program where we are uh, taking people from the operations, right, and yeah. bring them into uh, some kind of incubator, raise their, their data uh, literacy and, and, and overall capabilities, 
and then let them work as um, as analysts. Uh, so uh, I, I don't think that we are the only ones uh, who who do that. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's quite when you, when you hear and listen. Uh, to what's happening in in other companies? It's it's very common, but uh, the the, um, the 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 appetite, right? The the, the desire uh, among uh, some uh, employees is is enormous. They they really want to learn, and uh, I, I, so there is a long way to go, right? Because yeah. IKEA is a very uh, large uh, company. But I'm I'm confident uh, that as, as we go, we will uh, be able to um, raise the the overall level of uh, data literacy. At uh, it, it, it at reminds IKEA. me because I I was of course looking into you and I saw that you have a, a cool course on data literacy already. That uh, also other companies and other people can use. I was looking online. It was priced down with 85% discount or something, only 15 euros. I think that's a great start. Uh, I will share the link uh, later. It's I think Udemy, uh, and the course name is the Data Literacy Course: Learn How to Work with Data. But I think that's a it's a great start for an uh, organization if they don't know. Like it's, sometimes it feels like it, there's a lot and everything needs to be done at the same time. But just start, and this can be a yes. very easy way to already just get more knowledgeable about it. Yes, uh, that that course, for example, is really for for let's call them beginners, right? Okay. Uh, it's yeah. uh, it, it explains what what are what is data, what or what are data. Uh, yeah. I, I like to use the the pro for for, for that, right? Um, it's it's about uh, you know different uh, ways of of storing data and on premise uh, in the cloud. Uh, what is a data warehouse? Uh, what is a data mart? We go a little bit into into statistics. Uh, you know what is the mean, the median, etc. Um, so it's it's really to get an an, an overview about uh, what are yeah. uh, data and, and how videos. it can be used. Uh, yes, so. Back to uh, uh, the, the topic where I was. So, um, the biggest data challenges for 2023. What do you think mm. those are? Well, I see one uh, big. Uh, well, if if not a challenge, is 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 a trend. Um, and so perhaps you've heard uh, of G GPT three or a chat GPT, right? I have uh, heard of it. I have heard of it. Yes. Yeah, or DALI, etc. So so it, it's all about this uh, AI, right? Uh, and uh, somehow it has uh, captured the attention of uh, many uh, of our employees and, and also the, the, the executive. So I wouldn't say all of a sudden, but, but uh, we, we see a spike yeah. in, in, in interest. And um, uh now you know people want to know more about data and uh you know you. we're being it, 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 it certainly course. helps right yeah, your mission but but it's it's there's also a kind of uh you know danger right uh because uh it it's it, it goes far beyond just data literacy and and looking at 
at, at the chart, uh, and and so there might be the the temptation to think that you know AI will is the is the silver bullet, and you push on a button and you get all kinds of answers, w yeah. which is what you get when you chat with um, Chat GPT, right? So uh, we need to lower the expectations, and we need to set certain rules, uh, and especially in the context of of AI, right? And and the the, the EU is is working on that, but it's about trustworthy uh, artificial yeah. intelligence. It's about transparency and about explainability, etc. Um, and so uh, I feel that things might be moving a bit too fast here in, yeah. in 2023. And, and we need to set the expectations and um, uh, you know, when we have, when you have a, a, a cool tool like that out there, you also need to explain what are the limitations. Uh, yeah. Also, to say that uh, it's it's just an AI, right? So you, you cannot believe everything uh, that yeah. that uh, it says, right? In in lately in the news, there were also uh, some some cases, right, with uh, ChatGPT having some existential uh, questions, etc. So. Uh, I mean, you have this this cool thing around, and, and uh, you might be, you know, tempted to uh, overuse it, right? So, so this is going to be a, a challenge for, for 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 me and for for all other colleagues working in the uh, data and analytics uh, department to slow down Keep and it under to control. Explain. Yeah, yes. e exactly. And uh, so, uh, but so and a... this is also about the data literacy, right? Yeah. Uh, to fully appreciate uh, a data and, and to get into AI, right? Which is a good thing, but step by step, right? There's yeah, a lot of education to be done here. I, I think that's a good um, good remark, step by step. Nobody is already there because also there doesn't exist. There's no finish line. We are all on the move and we do the best we can. And there's a lot of organizations and individuals as well that need to learn more about data because they want to stay ahead of the competition or they they're so it can make your life easier it can make your work better what exactly. what kind of recommendations do you give for um on data literacy specifically how can you improve it for a individuals and for b companies well uh, then for for individuals uh, i think i briefly mentioned uh, this uh, earlier on right it's not rocket science uh, we need to demystify uh, the whole data and analytics uh, thing right do you have of course uh, data scientists uh, who are you, you know uh, out there right but but they are typically working on on algorithms or or models that are then fed in into machines so analytics for for machines right this is not what um uh, i mean it's part of data literacy right it's it's at the at the very end of of the level of sophistication right but there's also light uh, analytics or analytics uh, for people when when you are delivering uh, some kind of insight or or recommendation to a human decision maker right and you can either uh, do that with a through an analyst right so so you as a decision maker you give a brief uh, and 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 that analyst will will get the hands dirty and, and produce the the analysis and uh, give you the recommendations. But you need to be able to brief uh, that uh, that. But I, I, uh, analyst. I don't understand that. That it, it seems like a little bit complicated for me. Uh, and what can I do as an individual? So you, there's an analyst and there's a briefing and a, but what can I do? Yeah. Well, so. 
you need to be curious above all, right? You need yeah. to, uh, if possible, explore the data uh, yourself, right? So uh, when you get, when you get presented a a dashboard, right, during a meeting, right, and you see uh, some kind of trend, you can ask why is that, right? Mm -hmm. In, in in dashboards, uh, you know, and like in Power BI or, or, or Click, etc., you can also double click on, on on these things, right? Or you can uh, use a so-called drill through, right, and go to yeah. the next screen where you can uh, get more information. So so use these da data dynamically, right? Ask questions. It's very much about asking the right questions to the yeah. data or to the the analyst right and to uh, scratch a little bit on on the surface right so um you, you know my the, the best advice i can uh, give is is to be uh, curious to be critical when you when you get a piece of information right from from anyone ask where is the evidence where did the the data come from Right uh, or double click on 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 things. Yeah. Um, you know when you have, let's say ten. You have a, the list of the top ten uh, products or, or, or stores, uh, right? Uh, performing so, and you have one outlier, one that is doing particularly good or particularly bad. Yeah. Just ask why. What what are the drivers of of uh, the performance uh, for this specific? Um, uh, yeah. a store or or product and dig a little bit uh, deeper there must be explanations uh, for that so either you know it or the specialist knows it um but you, you know if if not then probably the, uh, the 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 answers are in the data so you have to decompose right yeah. so, so for example in in online uh, sales you you have the 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 traffic right and then the conversion yeah. rate and that's the number of um, of purchases, right? And then the purchase is is yeah. the uh, or the, the revenue is the number of purchases times the the average price, things like that. You can decompose uh, the different uh, indicators uh, and then look into what are the different drivers. So that exploration um, or, um, a process can be very fun, right? It's like a bit detective uh, yeah. work, and I right? Do it and you find it's easier. Exactly. When when you're used to it, you do that naturally, uh, right? Yeah. It, it's you you want to understand your business, right? As a as a decision ma maker, and, and so um, either you ask someone or, or you do it yourself. And um, you know, doing it yourself and being curious, I think is is the the key recommendation that I would give uh, to individuals and to companies. To companies, uh, of course, it's like an extrapolation of of the recommendation that you give, uh, would give to to individuals. But but companies need to um, kind of enable their uh, uh, co-workers, their their uh, uh, employees. So it needs to be from to a C level, from a, the, the MT needs to say, guys, this is important for us. You can spend time on this. Yeah, uh, yes. Or is that too easy? Uh, no, that's probably too difficult, <laughs> I would yeah. say, because, uh, you know, the uh, top down, I mean, of course, the, if the if, if the, the, the CEO or the the, the, the C-level executives or, or the, the, you know, the first two layers are data literate themselves, and if you want to uh, lead by example, 
it yeah. certainly helps, right? Because yeah. it, it usually cascades down. If the CEO or CFO is asking data questions, uh, then the the person uh, you know who needs to answer them will also need to be uh, data yeah. literate. Otherwise, he or she would be in in trouble. And then you can cascade it down, right? So so leading by example. But when I mean um, enabling uh, data, uh, it's it's about you know maybe. Uh, no, not everyone uh, has reached that maturity, but maybe appointing a chief data officer, chief data and analytics officer, or develop and implement a data strategy, right? Um, or to yeah. develop a uh, data literacy uh, uh, program for those employees who are interested and, and motivated, and then gradually uh, scale it up, right? So you think um, you think it's not for all organizations useful to have a data strategy or you think every organization should have one no i think i, I i'm super biased here right because i I'm, yeah. I'm the 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 uh, you say everybody should have it yeah. uh, everybody should, just should have one one paper a one uh, a4 yeah but but every every company should also have a, a proper uh, business model right and a, and a strategy right but I would say that just to limit it uh, a little bit, uh, every company who is producing uh, data and who has uh, data at, sh should have a, a data um, data strategy uh, in, in place. A, at least one full-time data professional, like a data engineer or data analyst working for you, it would be already interesting to think about a little bit of a strategy. Yeah. But th this is perhaps just the transitory uh, um, phase. If if you are a you know a, a one man uh, yeah. shop, uh, right, uh, selling stuff, uh, let's say hot sauce on on the internet or cosmetics, uh, whatever. Uh, of of course, you you you'd better analyze your your traffic, uh, right, yeah. and 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 your data. So uh, this is your your company, and it it's it's digital in nature, right? If you have a, a little uh, bigger company, maybe you need an, an analyst, but ultimately the spot where you would like to, uh, to be in is where all decision makers use data for themselves, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yes, it, it can help uh, to have a data scientist when you want to package analytics and, and productize them, right? In in tools, That that's certainly, a uh, very helpful, uh, um, you, you know, element in in your strategy, but um, for me, the end game is um, that uh, you know when you have a that you create a um, the the right assets, right, that are fine, fine. So data products, right, that are findable and accessible. Uh, and uh, that you can just visualize the data or or download it or or access uh, uh, the these assets and and play with the data, right? Yeah. Be it only five minutes uh, per day, right? Or every Monday morning, right? Before you have your meeting, look at the data, but not just look at KPI. Are we? Is it up? Is it down? And 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 where are we standing? But really questions where we are. Look at rankings. Look at charts. Um, a scatter plot, for example, where you have two dimensions and you try to identify outliers. You you yeah. try to find out who's doing particularly well. What can we learn from that? Who is doing particularly bad? What what can we? How can we solve the the, the problems? Mm. Uh, th things like that. So so that 
it becomes of a, a part of the mindset uh, or that data drivenness becomes part of the of the Make dna right and, yeah. and that that's what data culture is ask right? questions uh listen yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think they, yes. these are the, the, the things to start changing your data yes. culture as well as the, the Ex data exactly. uh, products and services you provide. Exactly. And and it's it's a matter of mindset. So to one recommendation I would uh, also give to, to corporates, to, to uh, companies, is really to think of uh, data as assets, right? So nowadays in that digital uh, world that, that we're describing before when you sell a product yeah. you you get two things you get cash right customers pay you right yeah. and you get data right now yeah. imagine if you get a lot of cash right and you have no if you have no cfo or if the cfo does not know what to do with the data they put it in a safe or they put it in a, in a mattress right yeah you would leave uh that would be very risky right because your assets would be exposed uh it would be you would leave millions uh, or a lot of money on the table right yeah but so you have a cfo right it, it, it's like a no-brainer and and you you treat yeah. uh financial assets or cash uh, uh as you know as, a, as something it's very important. valuable it's important yeah. and and you treasure it right you manage it actively right but yeah People and it will generate are, it can, more cash. It, it can generate more more cash. It, it generates value, right? If you if you manage uh, your 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 money correctly, you can make more money out of it, or you can invest it uh, properly, right? Now, yeah. ima imagine uh, that that you would have no such CEO, CFO or, or not managing. It would be crazy, right? But I think that this is what's happening in many companies with data. They yeah. they leave it unsecure. They they do all kinds of of things. They don't clean the data. They they mistreat it. I would like to say, um, yeah. and and we need to stop that. And it, so it's it's an easy shift. Think of data as assets and treasure it the way you would uh, do it with with cash, right? If we have achieved that switch, right, uh, then yeah. I think we would uh, achieve a a giant uh, leap forward and then that's I, also uh, a recommendation i would give to i think companies. that's a beautiful uh analogy to uh to end the conversation with i would like to thank you so much oliver for your time uh, uh today i uh want Pleasure. people who like this talk and want to see more about it follow us on either youtube or spotify thank you so much and we will keep uh, in touch maybe we can do a follow-up later on uh, questions we get on it and so if there's any questions feel free to send them to us would be my pleasure right. thank you very much uh, vincent Bye.